Very excited to welcome my very long-term client and friend, George Brown, who is mostly famous for working with Cool and the Gang, but he has won so many awards for his musical contributions, which he's going to tell you about. Obviously, he knows much better than I do. That's why we're going to have him on momentarily. I really love George, and you'll understand why once he starts chatting. Hey everyone, this is George Brown of Cool in the Gang. And when I'm out on tour and I'm feeling tired and I'm feeling my muscles are aching with all that drumming and all that piano playing and all that singing that we do, um, I call Dr. Dot. And uh, she'll send over a therapist, and the therapist will ask, or Dr. Dot will ask, what do you want? You want shiatsu? You want esalen? You want deep tissue? You want Swedish? And, you know, I usually choose, after a concert, Swedish so I can relax and chill. I was in Boston and um, had a pain in my shoulder. We were on a Van Halen tour. Had a really bad pain in the shoulder. Dr. Dot sends out a chiropractor with a portable chiropractic table. Now, you can't get any more professional than that. That's called true service. So, you know, this is a shout out to Dr. Dot and her dot box. Hey, you guys, love it. Hey, George. Hey, I'm here. I'm great. Fantastic. <laughs> so, I have some questions. And I'm hoping you have time to answer them. I have time to answer them because I'm just sitting around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you're sitting around in your recording studio, right? (laughs) That's what I'm doing. I'm sitting around here looking at all this stuff and saying, um, boy, I got to come up with something. (laughs) Yeah, like millions of other writers, you're like, man. But you have a book coming out, so that's something. Yeah, I um, got the first chapter back today. Uh, with This is my second uh, editor I'm working with. I signed a contract uh, with the Diane 9 uh, agency in Washington. Uh, previous to that, I had Joe Brokaw. And that's as David Brokaw's brother and his father was CEO of William Morris. They were my agents and uh, editors. But some years have passed by. Um, so it's taken a long time, but I have Dave Smitherman who's editing with me now. I got, like I said, I got the first chapter back just to redline, to go over it and redline it. Uh, you, mm-hmm. know, uh, you know, you know, you know how it is. You've got books and, uh, you have, you have to, you have to weed out what's wrong and mistakes and stuff like that. That's, that's just what we're doing. And I started today, you know, uh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a fulfillment. It's great. I hope people get something from it in regard, you know, the memoir, cautionary tales, you know, you know, of, of, of I, my life and life, I believe, uh, in general, the things that we go through. Uh, you have a title? It's, it's called Too Hot. Too Hot. That's so appropriate. Yeah. And that's what Joel said, because I had some lofty, esoteric, the journey to unfold. Right, he's going. We're sitting in a restaurant in Ventura Boulevard. He's a journey to the bowl. Like, wow, okay, and, that's uh, great. It, so it's too hot. Is uh, it going to be available on Amazon, or where are people going to be able to buy it? 
I believe it's going to be on Amazon and, and every platform that you can either listen to or pick up a hard or soft cover book. So, Are you going to be speaking it? It's going to be an audio book? You know, uh, that would be fine. I'd like to have some featured gentlemen or gentlewoman speak it. You know, someone that's known that would also add some girth to the book, girth and weightiness. You're not going to do it with your own voice? I, I could do it, yeah. That would yeah. be probably preferred, right, by your fans? Uh, you know what? You're right. You're right. I was oh. thinking like somebody like, uh, I don't know. Um, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Morgan Freeman, James L. John. You know, yes. This is Morgan Freeman. I love his voice, but yeah, I, me too. You know, yeah. he came out to one of the concerts and hung out with us backstage and before and after the concert. We had a great time. That's so awesome. Okay. When was yeah. that? Oh, well, 2019, before you know the pandemic. Right. So, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, everyone thinks of him as God, so you basically had God backstage. Well, didn't right? God's backstage. Where's God? He's at a concert backstage. That's so funny. And so how has the lockdown, has, are you getting more done during this lockdown or does it affect you a lot? I mean, apart from touring. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I had to <clears throat> take the studio down because we found some mold because of the rain, but it, it took about three months to put it all back together again, you know, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the the lockdown has affected me, believe it or not. <clears throat> I became more introspective, uh, looking look inward and then look at, looking inward and then looking outward by this, I don't know, this depth that came with this lockdown, you know. So mm -hmm. when I look back out, I looked at things a little different and people as well. I mean, everything a little differently than, uh, you know, uh, this pre-pandemic, uh, yeah. yeah um, but it, you know, I'm very fortunate in life, so you know I'm not. You know, I'm just very fortunate in regards to. I didn't have to stay in a condo or you know, when, you know what I mean, with the family. We, you know, the blessing is that we have. A, it's pretty rambling. You know, you can. But you're you're not fortunate because you were born into a wealthy family. You were fortunate because of all the hard work and talent you have, and, and still do. What a, right? What a week this has been. And a saxophone player up front of my Louis still said, "It's only Tuesday," and I said, "Yeah, what a week this has been." <laughs> said, yeah, already, it's like what you know. It's one of those weeks. You know, it's just Tuesday, but what a week it's been. It's uh, funny. So I'm just, uh, you know. Uh, you know, working with attorneys and uh, accountants and artists and social media people, and you know, uh, you know who, you know these type of uh, uh, pangs and sorrows. Everybody said wish they had. You know, you're dealing with high level people. You know, and yes. you're publishing and Warner and Universal and all that, and of course the band on the other side. So, you know, people could only you're wish. Still to have. You're still very sought after, the number one sample drummer in the world. That's what I read. I'm the number one sample drummer in the world. Believe me, I did not know that. I didn't know it because I don't. I don't roll like that. I don't. You know what I mean? You uh, don't Google yourself. 
No, I'm, yeah, I don't, you know, I'm a musician. I, I love music, just like the millions of other musicians. I just love it dearly. And um, whatever I've done, you know, you know, I, I went to uh, New York. We, I forgot what it was for, something, meet the attorney, entertainment attorneys. And I had an interview there with a guy named Jay Zone. He's a drummer. And he does, you know, for drumming magazines and hip hop. And so I, he comes to the, to the hotel and he says, hey, man, you know, you're responsible for hip hop. And I'm like, oh. you know, because <laughs> the patterns from all those, you know, drum patterns. And I said, really? I, you know, he said, you're the guy. It could be. Yeah, all those patterns. Um, That's why I'm num- it's sampled because the, the rappers sample the drum patterns. That's why he became number. You got it? That's awesome. Yeah, they sample all those patterns, you know. And I said, yeah, because they're not—they're not exactly playing drums, so they're sampling your drums. Well, they were, and you know, uh, so and, and so he explained it. I said, "Wow, man! I, truth, thought I never—I don't think like that." I said, "Really? <laughs> That's what's going on?" <laughs> you know, I said, "Yeah, man. You don't know. I'm not. I'm in the studio most of the time if I'm not on the road. I'm in here." on my projects or my artist projects and uh then i go on the road but off the top of your head name some rappers that have sampled your drums or do you not even know i i you know i don't know but i mean the cool the gang is the number one sample band as well oh that's so awesome yeah, yeah i was telling my son that i was going to you know talk to you interview you and i said you know we watch wedding singer constantly oh man. and you know when they're on stage and they're um, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore are trying to audition a, a band for her wedding and the the chubby guy from Saturday Night Live, I forgot his name, he's like, it's late as night. Yeah. And the, <laughs> I'm like, you remember that scene? He goes, yeah. I go, that's the man who made the song. I'm calling him. In fact, it's so bizarre that you've written most of the hits. No, 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 no. It a, as Khalees, uh, uh, my good friend, brother, and partner who passed away in September. Uh, We uh, we used to work closely in the studio with whatever producer we had, or it was just he and I. And he got to the point of saying, uh, it's the collective genius of Cool Nagang, because we've had people like Clayton Smith, who did Joanna. Of course, it comes to the band, and we start working it out. But the the foundation, you know, from Jungle Boogie, Hollywood Swinging, and Ricky Westfield with Hollywood Swinging, and we start working out all the parts. Jungle Boogie, uh, Ronnie came up with that. Uh, we start working the parts and playing. Uh, you know, uh, same thing with Ladies Night. Ladies Night, Cool said, hey, this Ladies Night. This is back then. You know, these clubs, I said, let me work with that. Uh, I came up with the track, uh, gave it to Ronnie. He came up with the chorus. James came up with uh, some of the verses. I came up with some of the verses. So I wrote the music. You know what I mean? That whole deal. And we work with the producer, Yumi Deodato, on it. All those things, Too Hot, uh, Celebration, all those records, uh, it's, it's a collective. There yeah, no, no, so many hits. Oh, my God. It's, you know, so many it's, hits. It's amazing. It's amazing. It uh, you know, uh, we, we were inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. I think it was 2018. So that was, like, spectacular. I mean, oh. yeah. I mean, you got some kids from Jersey City. I used to asked the pastor if I can go into the parish house and play piano back then. And I made a joke that <laughs> night. I said, after the parish, the pastor would say, sure, son, go in. He'd go back to the parish house and pray. 
oh, Lord, help this child. Because every time he hammers on that piano, we've got to get a tune. And everybody just, <laughs> <laughs> so, and every, like you, and everybody just started cracking up. But that's the truth. That's the truth. So you're, you're from Jersey City. I'm from Jersey City, New Jersey. That's right. I just moved from there. I lived in Jersey City from 2010 to 2017 on Palisade Avenue between Patterson Plank and Congress. Where did you live in Jersey City? I li- Where did you grow up? I grew up on uh, um, in the Bergen Lafayette pool and Khalees grew up in Lafayette. We were on a board of Bergen Lafayette. Uh, you know, the, the black community, uh, you know, mm-hmm. black community. So, and I was back in the olden times, horse and buggies and cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, you know right. with the bar doors just swinging open. They're slim here, that type of stuff. Back then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, slim is there. Oh my God, slim's here. Um, I, I wouldn't, tr- you, you know, we were all very poor, you know, and that, that goes mm-hmm. along. So we were bringing that in to our, the, this, the, the music. You know, it's just poor, poor. But that's that's why it's so that's why it resonates with so many people. Absolutely. You know, it's uh, just roar. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can imagine back when you were younger in Jersey City, there was probably a bar or a club or two that said ladies night on the door and you ran with it. Or uh, no, it was, uh, it was cool. It was cool. You know, we'd go out into the clubs and see what's going on and bring it back. Some like like Puffy used to do, see what's going on in the neighborhood. I mean, the, the big neighborhood. I'm, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. not just the neighborhood, but the big neighborhood. So, and <laughs> Cool would come back. Hey, man, it's ladies' night. So these clubs, even though it's been ladies' night since the '30s, you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, it, you know, but for young guys, it's like whoa, ladies. Night. So I said, hey, let me work with that. I was walking down this is not, this is the time on the roller coaster ride meaning the band we had no hits uh, nobody loved us anymore the record company would say hey burn our numbers <laughs> you know you know, you know what I mean? you got our number burn it we don't want to see you guys anymore it, you're done Aww. so i i was walking down um i went to see a manager to, to see if i can get a couple of nickels to rub together and i'm walking down Seventh Avenue, and while I'm walking, I used to live in Gramercy Park then. I'm walking down Seventh Avenue, and I see the gate. How people, you know, walking gate, and I said, "Man, people are walking like a walking baseline." You know, right, right, you know, <laughs> right. They had yeah, right. So I said, "Man," I started going, you know. So let me get home. I'm walking home from Fifty Seventh Street to 23rd Street in Gramercy Park. Oh, wow. that's cool. I love that. We used to do that. And these kids used to get off the train at 33rd Street, walk up to the Apollo of the 125th Street. So in New York is a walking town. Oh, I, you know, I love New York. I love that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and out here, I don't get that. Not that I don't love L.A., but sometimes I long for that, you know, walking and, you know, smell coffee wafting um, through the air and all that stuff. Do you know that song from Missing Persons, Nobody Walks in L.A.? <coughs> Excuse me, I don't. But I, I probably heard it, believe it or not. It's old, from the 80s, oh, I think. You know, I probably heard it then. It was in the 80s. <laughs> and, it's, and it's true. Nobody walks in L.A. Nobody I, does. I'm afraid to get fat if I moved out there because I like to walk. I still live in Jersey. I live in Lindhurst now. You know where that is because it's not far from Jersey Absolutely. City. And... So you were 
banging out on the piano at the parish, like the local church near you in Jersey but, City? No, yeah, it was a local church. It was the church that my family went to. We were Baptist and we became Episcopalian, like African American, African Methodist Episcopalian, you know, that. And Father mm-hmm. Avery, and he's in a song or two I've written, you know. Father oh, Avery nice. gave the vows there as the wind blew gently through you, that kind of stuff, you know. Friends and family gathered there, you know. Father Avery, if it wasn't for him, I don't think that I would be playing because, you know, I had no piano and I'd just go to the church. And, oh, that's such a great connection. You know, so he said, yeah, and I'd sit there in the church and bang out, you know, and he'd be like, oh my God, this, we got to get the tuner. we got to get more offerings this Sunday. <laughs> did you when you when you made it big was he still alive did he get to experience your success i think father avery had passed he was right there i live like a, a half a block down we live in a wonderful neighborhood the manhattans the adlibs uh, were there you know mm-hmm. all those groups and even the duprees when i was very young Remember the priest, the pyramids alone, and now you belong to me. You belong to me. And then we used to listen to the Manhattans rehearse Rick Westfield and I, who wrote Hollywood Swingin' with Corey Guy, and a number of wonderful songs. We used to listen to the Manhattans rehearse, and we'd sit on on the curb, you know, know, and listen to them rehearse. Oh, that's so And then there was Danny from the uh, Danny Austin from the AdLibs and I'd be in my basement it was a cold water railroad flat you know <laughs> that we lived in I, in my basement that it had lockers in it but it was always uh it's in the book it, it, it's kind of the, the ground kind of slanted so the pipes were broken so there was all kinds of guff down there in that end but I play my drums uh practicing and then one day I was on the porch, you know, and Danny Austin came by from the AdLibs and he said, Georgie, we're going to take you on the road. Uh, and oh, wow. I told my mother I was happy. And she said, they're going to take you. You're 12 years old. You're How 12 old were years you? old. He's not going to take you on the road. Just like oh. that. It's in this little episode that we have running on YouTube as well. You know, he's 12, you're 12 years old. He's not going to take you on the road. But remember, remember the song, <laughs> Not by Manhattan Transfer. They covered it. It's called Kuba, 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 Kitty. Talk about the guy from oh, New that. York City. New They're York from City. City. And Danny oh, Austin was one of the singers in the ad libs back then. You know, we're going to take you on the road, Josie. I'm like, Mom, Mom, the ad going to take me on the road. No, no, you're 12 years old. I'm like, you know, kidding. You know, but that's encouragement. That's the type of encouragement you get. You know, the people upstairs where I was banging all the drums right under, right under them. You know, it wasn't a soundproof place by no means. And they just let me go. They, no one ever complained. It was a beautiful thing. George, this has got to be a movie. The movie's got to be called Too Hot. I mean, they made a movie, Jersey Boys, about Frankie Valley. You need to do this. I, I, Frankie lives out You're... here. I was at a place called Tuscanova Restaurant. And he was there. And I went over and spoke to him. And his buddy is Sandy Linzer, who helped write Fresh with us. He says, Sandy's out here now. Anyway, that's another story. But uh, I know, but why not take when the book comes out? That should be the backbone. That should be the start of the movie. Well, People, this is a great story. This is a rag to riches 
Jersey City. Jersey it's City. The same grit. As, why, but you, you, you know, we're right, in the why, Hall of Fame of New Jersey as well, along with all those wonderful people uh, like Sarah Vaughn, Frank Sinatra, Count Basie, Whitney Houston. Whitney you know, Houston. And, uh, the Home Depot guy who started Home Depot. And it just goes on. Edison goes on and on. You know, I was like, man. Yeah. But no, I mean it's a collaborative. It's the band. We all have these stories. It's in that. It's in our little episodes that on YouTube. So I just can't take my life. You you put it all together, man. You got a you got a film that <laughs> it's a it. You're you're <laughs> laughing. You're smiling. It's a tearjerker because you know we were poorer than church mice. You know. Kids. I, I like the humble beginnings with the pastor and like this is this this is like a. It's the same. Why would Frankie Valley deserve a movie and not you? I would come, do well, it while you're still well, alive. Let's get this out there. There's some, you know, heavyweight producers that want to do it. It's going to come about, you know. Oh, yeah. I'll probably be 89 years old. Let, I can't hear it. <laughs> give, <laughs> no, give me it won't my, take uh, that long. My things. Jesus, I'm getting there now. As far as you. I want to, I want to, I want to see that. Me that too. would be so great. And you, I think the book is the, the meat that it, this, this pot crock pot needs you know yeah so, I, the the, one, the the book itself my book because it's my life memoir it's um same thing just like anybody it's got some really happy crazy things and some really you know sad things so have a box of kleenex but i'm not trying to pump it but it's it's no but that's but it's, it's real it's real you know living it has been real real and real and realer <laughs> It's, it's just amazing. I mean, I only know you as a very, very generous, polite. I mean, you're so polite and generous and, and sweet and funny. And like, I don't know the struggling thing. I oh. would like to see that. What led to this wonderful person? I mean, you have five That's kids, right? Uh, see, I have, you, uh, you, know, you know, there's two in Jersey. One, uh, he's been in hip hop for years. Uh, producing he and charles smith's sons you know ahmed and justin my son dorian uh my son jorge george um same their brothers same you know full brothers um mm -hmm. he very genius guy he went uh graduated from grammar school went straight to college university a little heads up about 30 or 40 minutes into this interview with George Brown, it'll sound like he's talking over me or I am talking over him. And I can assure you during our conversation, that's not how it was happening. However, this Anchor app where I host my podcast has very faulty... Um, way of inviting guests onto your podcast, the sound becomes unsynchronized. And since this interview took place, I have moved on to use a different app called Tape a Call. And I use that to call the person and then upload the conversation into the Anchor app. Unfortunately, I cannot go back in time and change the sound. I have asked Anchor to fix it and they can't. So please bear with us. I can assure you 
George was not talking over me and I was not talking over him. It's just this anchor app and um, I'm going to ask your patience to please bear with us. You can still understand everything. It's just um, a pity that Anchor can't fix their sound issues. And, right. and he developed software. He's developed software for the New Jersey hospitals, for NASA. For, it's like, man, this guy's a brilliant guy. You know, from from uh, uh, eighth grade to university. <laughs> it's like, wow. And it, and look, uh, pardon? The, the background you come from, and look, you've, you've, you've sprouted five kids and they're all doing well. This is something to be very proud of. I am very of. proud of him. I have a son in Japan. He's part Japanese. He a uh, great writer. Uh, great singer and rapper. He's written, he's signed to the largest label, one of the largest labels in Japan called Avex. He, when he was, he signed at 19, uh, he had a group called New Classics. They had a big hit in Japan, a few hits, big hit and a few hits. And now he's on his own and he's uh, writing for Japanese artists. He has some endorsements for Fat Farm and Tommy Hilfiger. He has a new album out. Uh, I have my my, um, my next son is Jordan. That's Gregory in Japan. That's Gregory. Jordan uh, wants to be an engineer. So much so where, you know, Cal Poly is like one of your best engineering schools, correct? And uh, when he was 15, wow. he wrote an essay along with every other child around the globe. And he sent it in. They loved it. And they sent, they, we live, I mean, we live like 45 minutes from Cal Poly. Uh, and they accepted him for two weeks, right? <laughs> he wants oh. to be in. He's a brilliant, brilliant guy. He's How old is 17. he? And my youngest oh. is 16. This is two stuff. I'm making it up. He plays drums, started at six. He's a good drummer, but he plays <laughs> piano. He plays classical piano. His teacher went to the Salbonne in France and said to him, Aaron, oh, wow. you play well enough to go to that conservatory now. So he's your mini me, really. Yeah, he's like crazy. I mean, he's he's doing what I I mean. You had a teacher saying you can go to the conservatory now in France. He told him that. I'm like, wow. But he tells people, you know, he plays well. Yeah. I mean, do you did did you say you're going to do music, or did they say I want to be like you? I want to do what you're doing. No, I just let people gravitate to where you know where they're what they feel in their hearts, you know. Uh, so Aaron started messing with the drums and I showed him things. And we went to the drum shop one day and the guy said, who showed you to play drums like that? He was sick. And he said, my dad. And and I pointed, I said, no, I think it's the man upstairs because, you know, he's, he's, he's gifted. And the same thing with piano. I'm like, you know, hey, you know, I'm doing jazz and pop piano. This guy is playing Brahms and Beethoven and you know Rachmaninoff. I'm like, holy smoke! Yeah, that is great. I um, I know your music is. I think it's underrated. I mean, I did read somewhere that you have over thirty gold and platinum records. I mean, do people even gold know and that? Platinum the- records, seven American Music Awards. Uh, we only have three Grammys, though. <laughs> we got. Two and then there's one for production. Um, Only that's a, that's a, quite an yeah, achievement. Well, yeah, you know? I'm sorry for saying that. There's actually 33 gold and platinum records. 
Uh, we've got uh, the Miriam Anderson Award, which is, you know, we've got a star on Hollywood Boulevard. we got uh, a, this year, a street oh, I didn't know named that. after us in Jersey City called Kulina Gang Way. I mean, uh, oh my God. yeah, we got all kinds of keys to that city and a bunch of other cities around the world. Uh, we've met a lot of royals, you know, a lot of royals, in, you know, royals in this in our awesome. industry. And royals who were royals, you know, of, of, of the nations. Not the queen? No, Did you meet the queen of England? Not, we have not <laughs> met Meghan and Harry. But, you know, not yet. we've met um, Francesca von Habsburg. Uh, she, you know, oh. she, was, she was the She's crown from princess. Sweden? She was, no, was the crown princess of, uh, uh, the Habs- of uh, Austria. Remember the Austria-Hungarian Empire and it broke up. But, uh, yeah, so Habsburg oh, dynasty. Yeah. I think uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't. There was. I think there was a divorce. But you know, she's a she's a big Kulinagang <laughs> fan, and we're, wherever in that area, and she's on her yacht. She brings the yacht to wherever we are. If we're on a Mallorca or Malta or you know Ibiza, she comes. Oh my God! Here's a, here's the story. Here's the story. <laughs> she we, she was at a concert of ours. I finished the concert, the band, and I'm leaving to get in the car to go back to the hotel and her her representative came and said george or francesca wants you to come to the yacht this is a true story but this is how down the earth people are and i said oh i'm tired we're leaving in the morning uh and i have a sore throat you know and, and i'm hungry she said well there's food on the yacht and and so then she said you're wearing rude rusk you know rude rusk beads the indian beads the rude rusk beads they're like brownish and kind of rough you know and she said plus you're wearing rude ross beads so so oh oh the beads like the spiritual spiritual beads beads. yes and so i i went to the yacht now this is how you know and a lot of royals are like this so i come to the yacht i sit down and she says she says to some of the representatives on the yacht get george the beads that the dalai lama gave me and i said then they couldn't find them and I said, because Francesca, he gave it to you. That's why they can't find them, right? So she said, get him the shirt the people of Tibet gave me, right? right? They gave her a shirt with her likeness, with all these arms and stars on it, right? So she gave me that. And she said, I understand you have a sore throat. And I said, yeah, I do. She said, open up. And she reached into her purse and pulled out like a, a throat spray. <laughs> and was spraying my throat. What? And I'm going... Okay, this, this is gotta be in the movie. A crown you know what I mean? I'm like, holy <laughs> smoke! That's so wonderful. Yeah, see, because music international. is international. Musical, it unites, it everyone, unites everyone, doesn't it? You know, it's it's a, it's a, someone asked me one of the social media, how do they sing your songs in Japan? I said, you know, sometimes it's easier to sing the lyrics than to speak. You know, and they probably don't know what they or each word means. But you can sing it. And you know, it's like a lot of people who stutter, they sing and they're fine. There was a lot of great singers who, you know, just like uh, our president, uh, Biden, it was a stutterer. But I mean, it's not that he's singing, but he mm-hmm. overcame it. And singing helps overcome that as well. So, Well, we'll have to get him to he sing might. a cool in the gang song <laughs> and find out. <laughs> but uh, uh, <laughs> did you, when you were in Japan, did you ever go out to karaoke? No, no, no. I, it, it, no, no. I, 
because I would like to see someone singing cool in the gang in do. Japan. We do the concerts. I mean, everywhere. <laughs> you know, last year, in, uh, uh, the last uh, um, January of uh, 2019, we were in Saudi Arabia performing yeah. for the prince. I was going to ask you that if Not you've ever been prince, paid to. Prince, uh, you know, the dad, the king, and then the crown prince, and then the prince, one of the princes. There are tons of, but oh. it, we were, uh, you know, I, fabulous. I, Sister Sledge, Cool the Gang, Andrea, Andrea Porcelli, oh. Porcelli. Uh, oh, wow. He's, and, and, and he is Richie, amazing. We had a ball doing that show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was out in the middle. What a combo! Out in the middle of the what desert, a combo! In a, a, a city called Al Ula, and in the middle of the desert, they had five Michelin star restaurants. Can you believe that? Oh God! I wouldn't oh, mind yeah, going there. I actually. stayed in Medina. I'm, you know, I'm everything: Muslim, Christian, Buddhist, uh, 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 Jewish, <laughs> Sikh, Hindu. Yeah, I'm, you are. Big, yes, that's All great. Road. What? Is there a name no, for that? No I mean, how do you? You know, it's just yeah. I wear a you just roll with it. Just... Cross. I got the carabangle. You know, I got the the, the string of Rachel. You know, all the all the stuff. I'm every because it's all it's all one. It's all the God. same, isn't it? I have a picture of me somewhere of me wearing the Star of David and a cross at the same time, and people got offended by that. I'm like, it's all the same vibe, man. It's all someone up there pulling the strings, and we yeah, got to be good. And That's they, it, know, right? I, I mean, you know, the little consciousness rising there because it, it all it is all that, you know. Uh, and Christ was Jewish, right? So, Star of David. So, you know, mm -hmm. in the cross. So, a lot of people don't, you know, they're not thinking. People should stop fighting over that bullshit. Honestly, just they, need they, to stop. They, you know, I was speaking There's, to a gentleman, and you got the uh, uh, the uh, the Sunni and the Shiites and the Wahhabi, and everybody's fighting. And you just like the print, the Protestants and the Catholics, like what you know. And if you ask God, you say, so, yeah. uh, "Dear Father, Lord, you know what religion are you?" And he'd be like. Uh, <laughs> thinking about it, huh? I don't know. That's all man-made stuff, guys. We'll just, you know, whatever, you know. <laughs> I, when I think of God, I literally envision Morgan Freeman yeah. in that voice, just chilling. Everything's going to be fine. We need to all get along and concentrate on just being a good person. Isn't that the most important thing? Just concentrate you know? on being a good person. Hello. Everybody's got something to deal with in their lives. Everybody's got something, you know, but, but, but being a good person, mm -hmm. most of all, and, you know, and uh, bl blessing yeah. everything you can. You know, when when you say your prayers or when uh, you, things are going good or bad, just, hey, everything is, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and, and speaking of blessing and, and so on, what about this Camp Hometown Heroes? Oh, I did Heroes. that, yeah. I didn't do Camp Hometown Heroes. What I did, how did you know that? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, I, little birdie I, um, told me. We did uh, a charity. And um, we finished the charity. We were talking to the gentleman named Neil. I think the Commodores did it after us. But I, I, I volunteered to write a song and just donate. You know, I don't know what, what happened with Warner and Universal. But I, but I did the song. Uh, we got it to them. Uh, cool. And I, explain, who, explain who them is. No, oh, the Camp Town Heroes. Them. I'm sorry. The kids? I'm talk about me. Camp Town Heroes no, no, are no. the children 
of mothers and fathers who gave their lives to the service uh, of serving the United States in, uh, in, in a conflict. They passed, and they, yeah, and they, they passed. gave their lives. So the parents yeah. passed. And, yeah, the parents passed. And Camp Tam, Hometown Heroes is a camp that all these children gather. It's like once a year. And um, they go for a couple of weeks and, uh, you know, they bond and they they're bond. all of the same consciousness because they have all the same, uh, I don't want to say problem. It's um, the situation. The they're si- they're saints of circumstance. So they can, they all can relate to each other. Black, white, yellow, green, pink, aliens, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm not trying to be funny about it. And you went absolutely. to bat for these, these kids. Well, yeah. That is so uh, absolutely. You know, I, that's what I mean. You you take, you started out in very extremely humble beginnings, and you use your status and you know energy to help people that were that are also struggling. Thank you. That's I, what I, I love I, about I, it. I, you know, and and not many people. I mean, you even wrote a song. The song is called yeah, "Camp song, Hometown, Hometown Heroes." Hometown right? Heroes, <laughs> which is you know. Um, they use it. Do they, they use got, it in they, their, uh, cool you know, came in they with must. Me because we were, this was in Milwaukee. We were down in Chicago getting ready to perform and uh, Cool came up. I got in and Cool came up and they, the kids had, uh, they sang it. They had routines with it, you know, uh, choreography that is. And it was, it was just great. And I spoke to him. I hung out and for, yeah. You know, so sweet. Um, it's so lovely. And do your kids know that? They need to know that. You need to show them, say, look what I did. I'm, I'm helpful too, you know? I'm not just the bread and butter. I'm not your, just your bread and butter. Look what I've done. You know, they yeah. need to know that. <laughs> do they know? Not really, no. <laughs> and, and speaking of five sons, when I hear about your five sons, I'm thinking it reminds me of guys. five guys, you know, like you're going to have your own burger. Well, that's Cor- you're have your that's own burger Capture, we were under his management company for a while and with Jonathan Azu, who was managing us and Corin Capture owns uh, Red Light Management and he also owns five guys. That's it's, it's Corin Capture. It's hilarious. So, uh, you know, I, I, I believe that uh, I know Corin supported uh, our dear former President Barack Obama <laughs> And you see Barack go in and get a burger mm-hmm. once, you know. So that was one hand washes the other, oh. I, I do believe. But uh, yeah, but uh, oh, Corin is awesome. also a very nice person, very laid back. He's always working, always working. Yeah. Like uh, you. <laughs> I've never heard you slacking. By the way, um, what okay. I have some questions because okay. before I called you, I was letting my Facebook friends know, hey, I'm going to interview uh, George. And I said, anyone got any questions? Because, you know, I want mm-hmm. some fresh flow here. And so four people came up with something. We'll see. A guy named Donato Mastaglio um, from Raintree, Mass. I'm probably saying his name wrong. Mastaglio. Mastaglio. Who was you? Yeah, Mast- Mastaglio. Mastaglio. Okay. <laughs> Who was... Right. Who who was your major influence on drums, and do you listen Billy to Billy Cobham? Oh yeah, Cobham. Billy Cobham. He wasn't my main influence, but when we used to record over at the uh, House of Music, Billy was in another room with all his, these hundreds of drums set up. <laughs> anyway, but uh, my my main influences on drums were I l- loved Elvin Jones, Max Roach, Buddy Rich, 
you know, Chick Webb, those are the guys, you know, I, I, I love, you know, um, so. I... Uh, and for my personal curiosity, because I'm a big Frank Zappa fan, what do you think of Vinnie Caliuto or Terry Bozio? You, no, I don't. Do you know who they are? But I know Frank Zappa. But oh, uh, no, okay. no, I, I don't. Right. Because yeah, it's a, a totally different yeah. genre. So I was just curious, you know. And then, okay, the another question is from Simon oh, Connor. I, I think he's from Australia. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> he said, it's unusual for drummers to be the main songwriter. How did you manage that from, from the back, watching your songs well, being performed? Well, let's listen like, here. Maurice White was a drummer. Uh, Marvin Gaye was a drummer. Uh, um, Phil Collins was Phil a drummer. Collins. Uh, it just the list goes on and on. Teddy Pendergrass, Neil Peart. But did they also write all Marvin the songs? Marvin wrote his songs. Marvin used to play on a lot of Frank, um, uh, Smokey Robinson's yeah. records. But uh, and so did uh, Maurice. You know, he used to play with uh, L.D. Young and Red Holt as a drummer. But uh, I didn't write. All, it's a collaboration, you know. But you know, was, I'm fortunate enough to Ronald, who was my brother, gone. Uh, and um, he and I were always in studio. Whether we had a producer, it was he, I, and that producer. Uh, and the, the first producer, Gene Red, who discovered the band, and say, "Oh, so you're the guys, you're the studio rats, you two. You know, he said that this is back in '69. And then uh, mm -hmm. uh, after Gene, it was uh, Kalise and myself uh, putting uh, in in studio. So whomever. Whoever songs we were working on, ours or one of the other band members, we'd work on them and, you know, produce them as well, you know. Uh, and then Diodato came along, mm -hmm. and it was primarily Diodato, Kalisa, and myself, you know, for all these years. I I, I guess I answered the question, but uh, is it is it hard for you to well, sing? No, and you play know what? I stopped time, playing or? drums and started playing back on the keyboards. Okay. Because I write the songs to the keyboards, and then okay. we have a terrific drummer now. He's been with us, God, umpteen, umpteen years. Uh, uh, Timothy Horton. He's like the bomb. I, I love his drumming, and uh, yeah, he's with us. Uh, Great. Who? You're so versatile. Oh. Yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I, 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 I mean, who does that? Another one from Doc Doc Wendell in New Jersey, New York. Sorry, he wanted to make it clear he's not from where the pork ham is from or whatever. The pork. What, what is it? Jersey have this di different nickname for um, pork rolls, pork ham. What is? Jersey what do they call that? Pork ham spam. I don't pork ham. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's a it must it's a Jersey thing, and I'm not born spice, and raised in Jersey, ham? so. Um, no, it's when you go to a diner and you and you don't order bacon, you call it something different. Bacon. You call it fat. Yeah, I call uh, it bacon. They they call it. Wait a second, let me find out what the, they call it. Um, wait a second, he said. I said, "Where are you from? New Jersey or New York?" And he said, "Um." I'm not from where they, the pork, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know because I don't eat I that eaten stuff. That since, but, uh, I haven't eaten that since I haven't eaten that. But so I'm a vegan for years. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, he said, this is what he said. He said, Dot, there's no pork roll on my side of the river. So I'm supposed to guess. 
pork roll. What the hell is pork roll? He said, okay, yes, I'm from New York City. Anyways, his question was, what would be the world of funk? What, no, what would the world of funk be like without the contributions of Cool and the Gang? Well, no, uh, it would just be empty. Uh, well, you know, we put our rung in that ladder. Um, that that rung wouldn't be there. The <clears throat> I think the uh, that creative genius, as Kalisha would say, of Cool and the Gang, the, the the certain stylings that we came up with. You know, our guitar player could play rhythm and melody at the same time. And uh, there's a, a prince. Uh, he did like an unplug and he started playing the funky stuff, right? And he messed it up. You know what I mean? Because Charles Smith, he messed it up and he actually goes, oh, and he starts playing something else. But but Charles Smith, or Clayton Smith, who's the play with, he played rhythm and a lead at the same time and a lot of that stuff so people are like you know how does this guy do that um the, the, it's an integral right. part of the, the, the whole the, funk the drumming carpet it's isn't like, it it's i came like... up with those patterns those foot patterns that people oh my god you know man you know a friend of mine in jersey city phil philip flood he used to call me thumper he was a great singer Thumper, you know, that foot, that type of stuff, right? But, you know, and just doing what you do, that's all it was. was like, And that's probably why you need, I mean, over the years, that's how I know you from massage. You probably need massage because of all of the the exhaustion of playing instruments and touring and stuff like that. When I, when I, I, I don't know where we were. Was it in Europe? I think it was in Europe when I first saw Dr. Dot and, and I went over to the table because uh, there was a young lady giving one of the crew people, this is out on everyone out in the concert area. So it's like, okay, I'm just explaining to people, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went over and I said, hey, wow, yeah. uh, what time are you, after the concert was closed up, but she said, but we do come to the artist hotels and stuff like that. I said, really? You know. She was working the doctor. And she was wearing t-shirt. a doctor. I think Doc we were t-shirt. somewhere in Germany. Oh. Okay. You know, and uh, I said, too deep. But, you know, Dr. Dot, you've helped me many times. I remember I was in Boston and something was wrong with my shoulder. And I called you and you had a chiropractor come to the room, just like you recently did have uh, like a month or so. He came and worked it out. And man, great. You know, yeah. So. Yep. And, and and speaking of being on tour, Robbie Valentine or Valentine from New York City says, "What was it like oh, touring with Van Halen?" Uh, well, you know what a combo. Um, there's a six degrees of separation there. Uh, uh, David Lee saw us in Glastonbury because we do a lot of the rock and roll. Because uh, and I, I, I'll give you a side. So I wrote a song called "The Emergency." And MD, MTV never played Cool in the Gang, but I wrote Emergency as a rock and roll song, so they played the video. And the video of Emergency is totally rock and roll. Oh. So the next thing you know, that became our largest selling album. So uh, then we started put, putting together other rock and roll songs, like Keith came up with Misled, and Curtis Williams came up with Tonight. So we had Emergency Tonight, Misled. We had this whole rock and roll thing. Anyway, Glastonbury, David Lee was on the show. He liked the band. He said, you know, he, a year or so later, he's talking to Eddie and Alex 
feel is they get cold and they're going to come out. And first they didn't want it, but then uh, Eddie was saying, man, we used to play you guys songs when we were in the clubs. They they were fans of ours. Van Halen was fans of Cool and the Gang and they used to play Cool and the Gang songs. But here is the six degrees of separation. We used to play in the club on McDougal Street in Manhattan called the Cafe Wa back in the 60s, right? Back in the 60s. Oh. Guess whose uncle owned that club and we talked about it. he was probably there. Manny Roth, David Lee, David Lee Roth's uncle Manny. owned that club. So you had the likes of uh, who was down wow. there? Richie Havens was down there at that time when you know Richie would be tuning up. You know, Eli's coming, playing all this. And uh, uh, who else? Blue Magoos, all these bands from the '60s that you know were big. Uh, a ton of people. I think, uh, I think Richard Pryor. You know, everybody passed through the the cafe was, oh. and so. Oh, so it wasn't. It, it wasn't just it was music. It's it was there. also it's comedy and stuff. Cafe Wa. I think they they have cafe a, a Brazilian night and all that. It's still a great little place to to go and listen to music or comedy and all that. We did a documentary there as well as part of it. You know, the return to the cafe Wa. but a lot of greats came out of there. It's like. You know, and um, that was David Lee Roth's uncle, and he most likely was there because he, what a greeting wow. when we uh, he did a, a video when we were touring with them, and it said, you know, cool the gang is, you know, they're they're our left hand, you know, they're not our cosas, they're our left hand, that whole deal, and uh, and Eddie was such a sweet guy. I said, Eddie, That's man, so thank right. you for having us. He said, we're not finished yet, man. You know, let's let's do it. <laughs> you know, good 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 people. <laughs> Good people, Malcolm, which was Alex's son. He was a little boy then, because uh, that was like eight years ago. And uh, it's, it's just all good people, good vibes, mm -hmm. all of that. It was a great four and a half months of touring, great music. Um, uh, people, when they came in, uh, they, you know, the, the the interview, the review started saying, go see Cool and the Gang, because they're not an opener. It, you know, so it was just when we opened up, it was already full. All these arenas just across the, the country. Yeah. And and were the fans in the audience? No. Were they no, like they confused the when? Because it's like they went right they, for it. They went right for it. Hollywood Street. They, they, they said, I know that in French. And uh, and if you remember, Van Hatta had uh, uh, jump. Remember jump? Right. It does. That's just. Yeah, yeah. Right. we're in the same genre. So Very poppy. Crazy. Mm -hmm. It was a wonderful tour, you know. And but during that tour, you you got injured and you had to have immediate oh, well, stem cell replacement or something. Taekwondo. What what don't yeah, you so do, by the way? Needless do you, to say, wow. I was taking a Krav Maga class. <laughs> it's Taekwondo. Krav Maga, you don't do all those spins and hooks. So I was showing off, and uh, I was doing this heavy bag, doing a spin hook kick without warming <laughs> up, you know, because I'm showing off, you know, to these Krav Maga oh. folks who don't do all that stuff. Minimalization, mm -hmm. minimalization they do, and uh, pretty much, and um, and it's devastating as well. But oh. and I noticed that uh, man, my back was hurting all the time from that point because I cracked my coccyx, and I had some degenerative discs from doing that. Oh. Uh, so, you know, so uh, uh, another buddy of mine, Jay Menez, who's got his show here, he does a, um, 
what kind of broadcasters? Internet broadcasts, internet television. He said, hey, there's a doctor named Dr. Martin. Mm -hmm. He's doing stem cells. And he said, if you do a PSA for him, you know, you know, you know. Um, so I did it. I got to know Dr. Martin. Oh, wow. They put the stem cells in. Uh, this is the old way. Now it's like, no, no, you know, uh, 45 minutes. Uh, they put them in and they said, in two months, you won't feel any pain because you'll start growing new discs. So, and then, believe it or not, so. Wow. Uh, uh, they said, but you can't drive, you can't do anything. I said, I have a concert tonight in San Diego with Van Halen. <laughs> uh, right? And I, and I jump off the, the rug, you know, the, wow. the rises and all that. I wasn't jumping that night. But, um, they, they, you know, the, the, the car drove me down. Yeah. So you got it I'm done and you did the show I later? I got that done. And I was uh, later on, 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 the, on the show. I was, the, you know, we... When when we're touring, we have people drive us all around. That's anyway. insane. To and so airport, to and hotel, to and so the venue, and wherever you want to go. So, but no, but all absolutely. in one day, you got stem cell replacement and then played the show. There's no business like show business. I don't even think that's ever been done before. <laughs> so you know, yeah, that's it's, it's, wow. So, you know, you have to go do it and do it. And the, playing the music, you feel good. Anyway, you go out with a migraine and you start playing the music. I, I know all musicians, and the headache's gone. It's like, whoa, it's gone. Yeah, I mean, music is yeah. healing. Because it's, like, it's healing, man. isn't it? Yeah, it's gone. I feel good. I feel good now. You know, any, and yeah, that's right, Mr. Brown. Everything, I feel that, you good. know, any problems you have when you go out and you perform, it's such a, it's just, what a healer. And, um, so exciting oh, yeah. getting all that I'm feedback off the crowd, like, too crazy when you know when it, and they're with you and all that light comes back and you're giving them light and it's reciprocal it's like crazy crazy you know it's, it really is it's like man you know and but how does how does one come down after getting all of that energy from the crowd and all that love and then when the tour stops or the film ends yeah artist Huh? How they all Whoa. have to deal with that differently, don't they? Have it's a mercy. big down. It's up and down, don't, up and down. Don't start me. <laughs> you get into the other story. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, because <laughs> you go back and you're yeah. like blitzed, as you say. You know what I mean? You're like, whoa, I'm way up because all that energy. And so it's hard to wind down. And you know, road manager saying, hey, our flight leaves at uh, 8 a.m. That means we got to be out of here by 5.30. <laughs> you know, because the airport is like an hour away. And you go, oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, you shower, you eat, you know, you know. It, and, you, yeah, sometimes you just, you just, stay, you just end up staying sometimes up. You, you do get that little power nap, you know, and uh, then then you go. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's really hard uh, to come down, you know, to come down. I think out of all the years I've been backstage, which is since I'm 15, I... I have noticed one thing in common with all artists and not just rock stars, pop stars, or um, athletes or actors. The number one mm -hmm. thing is coming down off of that and being alone yeah, after you're, you're on stage in front of yeah. all of those people. Yes, yes, and then yes. suddenly you're, you're isolated in a, in a room. And so this is the number one struggle for artists. And they've, right, no, they've, they've learned over the years that doing 
drinking and drugs is not going to help. It's just going to kill you, and you'll end up like Jim Morrison, Janice Joplin, unfortunately, Jimi Hendrix. Well, so you know, they've had to come uh, up with something goes different. Through that phase, I do believe. I mean, in regards to okay, it's the show. Mm-hmm. I'm not people. You know, we. You know, if you have a day off after that, you people would go out. Some people would go out. And they don't have a day off. They're, they're clubs and they're clubbing and. You know, and um, but you you get involved in certain things, and um, you, you, the, 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 the the temptation the, is strong. The, wah, 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 wah. Yes, <laughs> uh, the um, <laughs> you, you go back. You can't sleep. Of course, you're alone. I've heard Gladys talk about it. Who else mm-hmm. spoke about this? Uh, Tina Turner, and look at Lady Gaga when she would have an assistant stay with her the night, you know, nothing sexual going on, just be with me. It's lonely, you know, and uh, it is. Right, and of course. sometimes you have this yeah. big-ass suite, you know what I mean? And you're just in there, like, you're watching yep. a movie, just just 30 minutes ago, was always, ah, you know, yeah, you know, people just, 100,000 people, 200,000 people, 150,000, mm-hmm. 25,000, 500,000 we've had. So, you know, it's like, you know, and then you the fame. And, and, and the fame, fame isolates people even more. Like Jerry, I used to follow the Grateful Dead, massaging the Grateful Dead, the drummers. I massaged the drummers for free every day just to, to see the show and hang out with them. And it, they were so this famous, happens. they couldn't, this they happens. could not leave the hotel. All, all over the world. Yeah. So and that's, then, iso- you know, that's and, a double isolation home, right there. You to be uh, down and, you know, Farmer George or Farmer Steve or whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or dad. Yeah, dad. Uh, or dad. Dad. And they don't. They don't mm-hmm. want to hear it anyway. But nobody can. Nobody. Your friends yeah. can't relate if they're not in the business. You know. And you don't. Yeah. You don't want to talk about it because no. people think, oh, it's and, hard. And you're just giving up experiences. It's it's a difficult lifestyle, and you know, uh, things. The dynamics change with people when they find who you are. You have, you know most lead singers and lead guitarists are known. The backing guy, not the backing guys, but the rest of the band. You know what I mean? But when they find out, oh, man, you're George from Cooling Gang or you mm-hmm. know, Harry from whatever, uh, the dynamics change. Prices yeah. prices change and the dynamics of the friends. The yeah, that's true. The friendship changes. Oh, absolutely. You know what? I have two different email addresses. I have my Dr. Dot email address, and I also have a Dorothy Stein email address. When I um, email cosmetic doctors or, or you know facials or whatever i never use my doctor dot thing because they're going to be like oh well i Hello. checked out her website she's rich let's charge her more i always go down with the dorothy stein one i do not i know exactly what you're saying but you're magnified way way more than me and i you're right that's a, a problem that people cannot relate with i get it i've seen it it's horrible. I'm happy to work around famous people. I don't want to be one because people come at you. They love you, but there's also yeah, a, lot a, lot of, a lot of haters and a lot of, a lot of vultures. vultures. You know, a lot of uh, alligator friends or mm-hmm. crocodile friends, right? And uh, you know, every... Right, right. Uh, and, and to be grounded like you and sober and alive and healthy is a giant accomplishment because it's so easy yeah, to end up drowned in a pool like Brian Jones or you know, you know, you know my, my moment. something like that. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I really I came, I came out. Yeah, but I haven't. I, yeah, you but know, you I came out swinging and uh, all that stuff back in the you know, but uh, but uh, you know, I, 
I'm, mm-hmm. I'm vegan. I've always been vegetarian, but you know, all that stuff. Like, what my problem with rehab was, I could never ever sleep. I don't, you're like a lot of people, like Michael and a ton of people in this industry. You know, you're so wound up. I, I just I just don't sleep. It's oh, like, yeah. man, you know, I can be up and just lay there all night. The sun comes up. I say, and then I have this energy still. Yeah, I guess I get up and shower and leave, you know, and I'm like perky and I can go through the next day like yeah. that. And, um, yeah, it's hard to know, silence a genius yeah. mind. <laughs> but it's just like, I'm, I'm, you know, you know, like Marvin say rage. It's the t- most artists go through this rage, you know. Uh, well, it's frustration that you can't well, tour yeah, and be on, but you know, and, and always, entertain. You know, when you're a composer, songwriter, you're always looking for that melody, that chord that's going to give you that thing. Wow, that's it. You know, and when you do find something like that and you do it, and it's great and everything. And, and maybe it's successful, maybe it's not. But then you go on the hunt again. It's like a, it's a, a, a hunter who, who gets yeah. his prey, but it's not the right. It's the right prey, but it's just a continuum looking for the lost cord, as they say. But don't you already have enough hits? You can just stop that well, and do other uh, stuff like new movie not, scores a, or uh, a major film. They they have a year because of COVID, year, a year setback because of COVID. But uh, I just talked to the producer last mm-hmm. week. He's done some boxo films in the past. I I'm, I'm not at liberty to speak on it now, but um, the the music director, the music supervisor, will call me. No doubt, they're starting their pre-production they know they have the locations montreal new york and paris and i'm uh, he's heard music he's come here and loved it and uh yeah i'm up this too they gave me three That's great actually but there's two major you know uh so that um i, I studied some film scoring here uh, a long while ago um Well, see, then you don't have to worry about the next, you know, uh, snappy well, hit or something. About, it's well, it's, it's a bigger project. And... I've done it. It took years, but it's done. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Has I, it been released um, yet? I, I was... Right now... Oh, all this information uh, you're called, holding back. What's it called? called? With the big... <laughs> like, just G, like the uh, Gucci G, that same thing. That's G. the logo, G. Yeah, G like George. You know Gucci that G or G that, like George. I, 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 yes. I'm sorry. I don't oh, use no, name sorry. brand, but I know what it looks like. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just saying that like most girls walk around with Gucci bags and 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 the the fingernails and stuff. And I have learned I've learned over the years that men don't give a crap it's about like, your bag or your fingernails. They care you about it. You're funny and cute. You know. You know cook you know smart entertaining whatever this, yeah this, like this they truth. don't give a crap about your the name <laughs> brand you're wearing but well it's, it's just called g <laughs> but so g is the is the record g is something like that you know which, which is the title of a lot of people g where i'm coming from it's because awesome. it's not cool in the game it's it's it almost well, sounds no, like it's my you voice and and your book too hot i have to say it like that it's the truth it, you know, and people have come, who's that singing? Like my <sighs> former manager, Jonathan, and uh, my partner, who's that? Jonathan, hey, man, you got to step up to the plate. That's you? Put it together. 
you know. But uh, it's together. It's done. I got like when's that gonna songs. come out? I, I did select ten. Oh yeah, I've been writing for years, but what? Yeah, we can do that these days. Well, why not have I mean, a double um, album? Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, yeah. The and White I, Album was a double album. That was a double long time G. ago. <laughs> you could call it Double yeah, G. Double O, double S N Double O G. Double O G, right? Yeah. Double O G. Double O G. So, what you think? That's what do you think? What's going to come out first, the book or the record? Going to come out soon. <laughs> People have been asking me about this book for years and, and the record. I've been holding back because I have five artists and uh, I've been working on their material and that's why I put up my stuff on the back burner, you know, because like you just said before, I, I'm there, you know, it's not like, a, you know, there. so I work on their mm -hmm. projects, but my, my uh, album but is, is done. Well, your album, you know what? I, I'm sure you know this, but if Absolutely. the album is so ready when the book drops, the it'll sell better. Uh, uh, yeah, that way. Yeah, I agree. The album is do ready. it. Do it's it. Ready. I can do a, a, a mix on it and get it really oh. sounding big and stuff. Well, then it could be like this: G yeah, is too G hot. Too. Boom. G is too hot. Both in the same oh, commercial. It's too. It's too hot. G. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Hot, you know, like hey, Australia. Yeah, that would be, be great. Great, and the audio book as well. I mean, no, you, you know, don't even have time to well, sleep, yeah, George. Just forget it. My Astana with my, my my artists. We've had some success. Uh, yeah, A S T A S T A N A. A S. There, you, I, we were in Monte Carlo, and I kept showing this commercial about this city in Kazakhstan, right? It sounds like Borat, right? And 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 and, and uh, yeah, said, man. And they said Astana like that. And they said Astana. No, it, and and even though it was a former <laughs> Soviet republic, it turned out that they're free, and it was like all religions, you know, with Christian, Buddhist, Jewish, uh, everything. It were all encompassing there. It's a new age city. So I said, man, I like that name. I'm going to take it. I, not, I didn't know there was another Astana music company there, though. Anyway, we have the Astana music group. I'm going to probably change the name oh. this year called the AMG, which will be the same thing. Astana music group, but just say AMG. Uh, but uh, my okay. artist, Chelsea, started doing very well. She That's was cool. on the Billboard dance charts here for number 30, and she hit the English dance pop charts at number 10 for two weeks. They wanted her in England. She came over and did World News Tonight, London Live, uh, Janice Long Show, I think, uh, Kevin Stewart Show, and uh, you know, wanted wanted her up there. So we to, to, to meet with the president. So you're there when you say you're no, artist, are you no, talking I, about I you're the producer or you're company? actually the manager? Right and. I, you, I might start them off by working with the tracks. Okay. I work with my artists. What do you like? What you have any ideas? That type of stuff. So we'll work it out together, right? Curtis Williams, Chelsea is the, the, the oh, artist okay. that with the, the London and did so well. Uh, so Chelsea, um, Curtis has written Chelsea's. He and Walt Anderson of the band as well have written uh, Chelsea's next tune. But we get it mixed out of England by the Matt Waterhouse. So there's these big giant dance songs. Say the same people mixed uh, 
in England, uh, uh, Gaga, you know, along with that. No, Chelsea is oh, from here. Is Chelsea a British singer? You know, no, she's not. And then we have our, our rappers. We have Jana, who oh. debuted on the, the, the English charts, first record at 20. And then the virus broke out. It's the same thing with Chelsea. Chelsea was just getting ready to bow up there. We, we were with, we were with, you know, Sunita, Simon Cowell. Oh, man. Yeah, we were with her on her show. So anyway, heard it. Uh, we're back on track. And uh, Jonna Knudsen's record did. Jonna uh, is from Denmark, but she lives here. Her record debuted at number 20 on the English pop dance. So, and then her video is ready. So we're going to release that because everything just went, yeah. And I have two rappers. Yeah. Oh, it's good. So it's good. The floodgate. The floodgates are going to open when. I mean, yeah. it's everything's going to be just dropped at once. That artist, this artist, that tour, books, radio, um, CDs. It's it's going to be. Yeah, well, it's going to be crazy, now, right? You know, when when it's finally the band, allowed. Yeah, a ton of dates. Uh, it's like in April. There's one date, which is fine, you know. And there's like four in May. And four in June, mm -hmm. but July out, it's like mm. crazy until uh, the end of the year. Do you think at live gigs, well, everyone's going to have to wear I, a mask, I, or I, do you have you heard anything positive, from? Not proof positive, but I'm positive by July, Germany and England and France they'll straighten it out with the AstraZeneca and the surges and. You know, just like we're here, I mean, President Biden's on track. He did 100 million mm -hmm. uh, already, but 128 million and change uh, vaccinated. 13% of the country is uh, fully vaccinated. By July, we should be there. And as my manager said, you know, uh, a lot of the dates might drop out because of that. But he said, we're starting to get a lot of dates in the United States as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, so that balances up, you know. Oh, that's good. I know, like a few days ago, um, a Christian band called Casting Crowns got one of my dot bots to one of their LA concerts to work. Oh my! And yeah. um, she had she wore a mask all day and massaged the it's whole. It's happening. Band. It's gonna. It's gonna. You know. Yeah. So it's uh, happening. The man upstairs never, you know, keeps people. You know what I mean? There's a lesson in all this, and we're gonna. All of us are gonna come out of it just fine. You know. Right. You know. Mm -hmm. I th one of the number one lessons I believe is that people need to be healthier. You have to take better care of your own body so that you can withstand, you know, colds, flus, viruses. Everyone has to take some more personal responsibility and be cleaner, I healthier. I totally believe that. Take know, care of your body. Take care better. of your body better, don't uh, you think? Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I do. Which and, you already um, do. So the. Uh, and also, I, what I think it, in in a lot of ways, it's brought this world closer. You know, you might not see it. You know, you you watch certain programs. No, I do because right. we all have that in common now. The whole world has this in common that we've had to go through this isolation, and you know, hygiene and, routines and, and this and that. that brought, you're right. It did bring us closer. We're talking about taking, well, it took a step up. 
<laughs> because, you know, people didn't wash their hands. Or, you know, I think people at airports just go in into the urinals and do what they do. And don't even oh, yeah. Out or come out of the stalls. You go, oh, my God, he's going to shake a business partner's hand and they're going to have a drink and <laughs> just pass it on. Stuff like that. But uh, personal hygiene is going to go up. I believe that right. service and restaurants and bars and cooks or chefs, they, yeah, and they should wear masks when they're, when they're serving They're going to be cleaner. Food. You know, and put a top over it or whatever mm-hmm. they call that thing and wear a mask. So when they tell you mm-hmm. the special of the day or whatever, and so should the chefs. Yeah. It, it's, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hairnets too. <laughs> but, you know, uh, hairnets, masks, gloves, gloves and totally. stuff. I mean, that's that's good for everyone who wants to go out to whatever, eat. Oh, gotta, think, think. I'm like, I'm out of here. That's gross. That's, that's gross. But remember, you know, I from Monty Python films, and I, I like to watch old British documentaries and stuff, <laughs> and French too. They used to poop out the window, yeah. and pee out the window, and then there was the there was so many plagues, right? It was no the wonder hygiene, that the, the life expectancy ended at thirty because right. of the hygiene. Or, or you, you know, queen they shit in, in the, the street, they peed in the street. You know, and she did her business. It would plop, and there was a guy with a scooper, and he put it in a basket. <laughs> that type of stuff is like wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, oh my I'm God. so glad we've evolved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so maybe this was a, a warning. Hey everybody, we gotta get cleaner and we gotta be healthier and uh so that's a, it's a win win yeah. and I'm so happy we're everyone's positive now and moving on and we're looking forward to new music and oh yeah, that brings me to one more thing I for, almost forgot. Speaking of new music. Off the, off the oh, top of your head, yeah. uh, what you know, artist like do you, the, you, know, you like? Let's, let's see. I like Billie Eilish. I like Drake. I like The Weeknd. I like uh, DJ Khalid. Uh, I like Adele. Um, I like Charlie Puth. I, I, you know, I, and in some ways, no, I do. I like um, uh, Justin Bieber, uh, of course. And I, yeah, yeah, I, like, I like Anthony Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I like D'Angelo. And they're not really new artists. It's where they're coming from, you know. Uh, I like her. Uh, what about rock? Yeah. Do, do you, I, I mean, that, have you ever just listened to rock? What do you like when it comes to rock? Because that's my, I, I love, I mean, I love Motown and I love the blues and, and Alice Fitzgerald well, and jazz and stuff, to, but I, you know, I'm also I can, very much into rock. I lo- what do I you like? The Beatles. You know, we we work with Elton John. Elton John called us to work at Wembley Stadium with us, him, and we did that. Wonderful guy waited outside of the stadium. <laughs> when we drove up, he was outside with that straw hat on waiting for us. Like, they're coming up the road now, you know, and he was there, and we got some great photos. Oh. So I, I love Elton. You know, I love Journey. Of course, I love, like I said, Van Halen. Uh, pardon? I love of course, Jimmy yeah, Hendrix. Buddy, you know, buddy. Uh, Jimmy Hendrix, the drummer. Ah, oh, I forget. <laughs> buddy guys, a guitar from Buddy Miles hung out with. Buddy us. guy, we buddy guy. Italy on a no, tour in Italy. Buddy and Miles. Buddy Miles hung out with us with Jimmy's guitar. <laughs> he just, you know, he had his own vehicle and he just oh. came and hung out. The concert's crazy. Um, no, no, no. I, I wish I could. You didn't get to I, meet Jimmy, did you? Coming out. Uh, that was like 1969, the, uh, the late summer of 69, we released, Jimmy was already budding and doing 
you know, uh, Woodstock and different things like that. So, um, but, I heard a rumor. I, I, I'm not sure it's true. I doubt it. But because I lived in Jersey City Heights, people, lots of people would say, have. oh, yeah, Jimi he Hendrix lived in Jersey City Heights. Like, what? You know. Uh, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I know Deborah Harry, you know, Blondie is then, from Union you know, City right there. I was the drummer. He used to live well, up there. Why wouldn't Jimmy? Uh, in, uh, up in the Heights there. And, you know, so, hey. Uh, oh, nice. I just heard there was a flop house that Hendrix lived at in the Heights, and I was hoping well, someone could you know, clarify it, like, but there's uh, no proof anywhere. There's no, there's no evidence. There's no house in, uh, in, on Times Square. When things went the other way, you know what I mean? And they came back. But uh, it happens to every artist pretty much. Mm-hmm. You, you yeah. know, you're up, you it know, happens. It's a roller coaster. My mother, used to, my mother used to call it the heartbreak yeah. business. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know it, it's the happy business and the heartbreak business. Yeah, well, you know, he's leaving. You know, midnight. midnight heartbreak Hotel. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> you know, on that midnight yeah, so, train to Georgia. And, Love that. Well, I met uh, Otis Blackwell. What do you think about Elvis? Just for shits and grins. What do you think about Elvis? Earl Toon, who used to write with Otis Blackwell, who wrote uh, uh, a lot of the Elvis Presley songs. And I met Otis Blackwell with Earl when he was finally recognized for that music. Because Otis Otis Blackwell's demos were like... Wow. You know what I mean? And And... Supposedly, Elvis copied Otis Blackwell with the, 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 mm-hmm. the voice, you know. Uh, oh, I believe I, it. Well, this what I say with the Elvis, vibrating. The um, he helped bring a lot of things to the for, forefront, meaning helping to cross over a lot of things that black people had been doing, and was called race and jungle music, right? And uh, he came to Jersey City once. I was too young to know. But mm-hmm. the, the authorities didn't know who he was, and all these kids were screaming. My mother told me about it. And they put the water fire hoses on him. And he said he'd never come back to Jersey City again. <laughs> you know, yeah, old blue-collar Jersey City. But he said, I'll never come back there again. No way. But um, he, he brought to the forefront what black people have been doing for years <gasps> and help it cross over. So people don't look at that part of the culture. You know, people say, well, I don't like Elvis or Elvis this, you know, the king. But he brought a lot of that uh, that that you know we we had been doing. Little Richard, you know, my my God, you know, and then Chuck Berry, you know, all in, all in the same suite. But what he Love did him. was help it cross over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he took like the 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 black gospel kind of sound, and, and, also, and, and also, then the white started singing it, and vice versa. And back, it into the I, I can see like, that. Like like now, you you see Justin Timberlake and you know Bruno Mars, and everybody's doing what the black groups and singers were doing, right? And it's crossover. Elvis Presley helped that crossover. Mm-hmm. Where now, if you gyrate like yeah. that, it's cool because now it is actually a rung in a ladder of American pop culture. Nobody just stands there. I love Frank Sinatra and Tony Bennett and all yeah. those guys, but they, you know, they didn't do much. They just stood there, you know. Yeah, well, Elvis was shaking that pelvis. Right. And they it was, was kind of obscene. obscene at first, but right? What they would, he did, they would film as him you know, from the waist now, up. 
you can you can be a, a Jackie Wilson or James Brown because they came later, right? And gyrate like that, and it's okay. I mean, it was still va- factions yep. or bastions or whoops, that did like it, fact, mm-hmm. right? But it was okay because now it's become American pop culture. They can gyrate. Previous to that, it was in the juke joints and black clubs. Where Absolutely, you know, are popular. It, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he, he made it. He made it um, acceptable, it, like commercial, to the other side. And I don't think people recognize that. That's There's so awesome. many cultures. You know, you live on one block. Your street has a culture. Your city has a culture. Your own household has its own culture. But uh, he helped bring it to the popular culture of the United States, so everybody can gyrate like that. Yeah, he was a trailblazer. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, he's a tra- he was a trailblazer. Uh, thank you. You know, uh, you know, thank but you. so are you. In my opinion, you are. Uh, and I'm, thank I'm you. Not your mom, <laughs> but I'm proud of you. Say. All the stuff you've you know, done you know is amazing. I, I remember this documentary. Uh, it was uh, John Lennon. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was one morning and this young man knocks on his door and says, you know, I, uh, it's like, you know, everything you do, uh, right, John, I, I'm with. Yeah. Re- remember that? He was sleeping in his garden. Right. He was, was he was a, under was the bush it, was, was and it was it all a, messy. It, yeah, it was, it was in the movie though, called Imagine. Movie. Go ahead. Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. No, but there's a, a, movie, a documentary called Imagine. So I've seen it. Said, hey, man, you know, I'm writing about your yeah. home. You know what I mean? Of course, there was other things, but he invited him. He said well, that. Well, uh, I know, interrupted you. Tell, tell me what the guy said to John. You know what I mean? He lives that life. Right. And uh, I'm not saying that you're doing that to me, but he put him on a pedestal said, you know, hey, are you hungry? (laughs) You know, cook the eggs and bacon. Yeah, the guy, the guy was living in on, Mm. on John's property illegally under a bush in a blanket. Because he was the biggest fan, and one of John's security guards discovered him and brought him to the door to meet him, and he was like, "Oh, you're like God to me, and I, everything you do, and why did you write this, and why did you write that?" And mm-hmm. and John mm-hmm. was like, "Hey, I just write about having a crap or me and Yoko, right?" He brought him right down to earth, and when mm-hmm. he brought him into his house, George was there. And George was actually playing guitar on the song "How." How can you sleep at you night? Know, and he used to bring ukuleles to people's homes. Oh, I know. You I never have enough ukuleles. You know that, right? Uh, oh, I know. I love that. I love how um, Eric Idle made an appearance in George Harrison's uh, Cracker Cracker Box Palace music video. I love that. I love how they 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 helped each other out and collaborated. Yeah, yeah, and, he, and George, he, uh, he financially backed a lot of Monty Python and, movies. But in, in all that, and it, it, everything worked. I love in Vegas is his thing. Oh. The, the, you know, he's... no, but we. Oh yeah, well George George Martin. Oh God, did you ever get to meet George Martin? And I was like bowled man. over. We were upstairs in the, in the control room and looking wow. down, and man, I'm saying the Beatles recorded here. You know that whole deal because we love the Beatles. You know, we, we love this guy. Oh man, yeah, it's the same. Oh, they're my favorite the, band. Uh, I'm wearing myself. a Beatles sweatshirt Come right in, now. We George. all love the Beatles. Those melodies were like, <laughs> oh man, Norwegian wood and uh, let's see, let's, the, when I, I, huh? 
Yeah, girl. And I, girl. And, and uh, maybe I'm a girl. Maybe I'm amazed by the way you oh, love me. You know, uh, and you know, and you know what? I, oh. I always hum this song. I don't know why. Uh, what was it? That's the best. Abby, uh, uh, is that? What's what is that? Penny Lane. Penny Lane. Yeah. Right. Is... Man, and you know, oh, we in Liverpool. Penny Lane, the Baba Shades, another customer. Like City right I mean, how Jersey City was. And, and, and I always oh. come that. I, I don't know what it is. I love it. it. That stays with me. Um, no, I love no, we, Penny Lane. We, I've been we there too. And you, have you been to the roundabout? Did you take the Beatles tour? <laughs> yes. And Strawberry know, Fields. Uh, they the have song, Strawberry uh, Fields there, which was she, an orphanage. She got a ticket to ride. And Ride was a school for unwed mothers. She's right? got a ticket to ride. Yeah. yeah she was I'm, pregnant. And that's that's what the real stories that I heard. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Rod was was school. She's got a ticker. Oh, I'm gonna have to yeah. research that. I thought I knew it all about the Beatles. Yeah. Well, shame on Holy you crap! You I thought I knew it all about the Beatles. I am going to totally. No, not, I, not learn. I know. No, I. Hey, I called you to learn, yeah. didn't I? I called you to learn. And and, and by the way, my son's mm -hmm. name is Desmond. Desmond oh, has a bar yeah. at the marketplace. Obladi, Oblada. I named my kid. Yeah, I named my son after a Beatles song. I'm obsessed. I also love Frank you know, Zappa, Frank but the Beatles—they have my yeah, heart. Frank like has God. my head. But the Beatles the, have my for heart. real though. Uh, but you know, just the, the melodies, like so many jazz musicians have done it, and orchestras is like holy. Yeah, Eleanor Rigby, man. Eleanor Rigby, even Aretha Franklin you know, has covered so many Father Beatles songs. McKenzie, thought in the oh. in the night. Yeah, the string section is just in the night. Buried his wife. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, donning his socks. Yeah, I've been to that graveyard, George. Yeah. I've been to the oh. damn graveyard and took pictures of me next to Eleanor Rigby's grave and Father McKenzie. In fact, they're buried right okay. next to each other. I, I will <laughs> okay. meet you in Liverpool okay. when this is over, and we'll do a Beatles yeah, tour. Okay, so. free massages. Yeah. Okay. Free massages. <laughs> so, by the way, the next massage you order, it. you know, no, it, getting a big discount here for taking out so much time for me. Amy, I appreciate it. Amy was great. And your your it's last massage was from Amy, my deaf yep. bot out in and LA. A wonderful personality. Just she's deaf, but she got the best hands, um, right? Uh, a, a sweet soul. Just that vibe was just sweet, and uh, and she's a healer. So. Yes. Exactly. Sometimes yes. when you take away one sense, you know, the other senses excel even more. I, I do. I do. You know, and I've gotten, you know, massages for many like years. There was a healer named, um, I can't remember his name, but he said, brother, you should always get hands on, you know, and that meant massage you know, because, <laughs> because you're such a. Mm hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. God, you've, you've had massages from so many dot bots. Um, yeah, Amy should be flattered that, that you, <laughs> you know, you speak of her because <laughs> usually you're like, oh, it was good. But you made, yeah. 
but this time you went yeah. out of your way to, to send me feedback and I showed Dr. it to her and Dr. she's Dr. like, swooning, oh, you know, in her text message. Dr. Kite, you see, so. he was a, he was a, All right, well, um, I, Kite, Dr. Kite was like, like Kite. Dr. Yeah. Cotton. And he, he said that years ago. Kite, we like in, the benefit uh, of Mr. Nigeria. Kite from the Beatles said, song. Brother, you should always get, okay. he lived here in LA. He came to do a concert, well, on our concert get hands on anyway that's another story but mm. I, I didn't want to leave it without mentioning his name Ka- no kite <laughs> will will the kite oh no dr cotton hey i'll look him up kite kite, kite. Like, sorry like, really like a kite will the kite kite no, no maybe no, i'll look him up you think you think he'd want to be a dot bot <laughs> i doubt it <laughs> No, no, yeah, he's, he's in, he's with, in, he's, in he's got his own thing. Oh, he's retired now. He's chilling. Many years ago. No, it's okay. You didn't know. Oh, sorry. Jesus. Well, it's like, you know what? I'm three hours ahead of you. So I'm all, morning, already a little bit, uh, you know, yeah. in that zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the only time of night my house is quiet because Desmond is a one-man show. Yeah. He, he he should probably be a Thank drummer you. too. You know, get rid of some of that energy. But I appreciate you coming on here, and um, I'm going to post it in a couple of days. Send Absolutely. you the link, and um, I'm very grateful. I will see Love you online, you anyways, because of course we're going to keep in touch. Right. 